Quiet podcast. Shh, shush, everybody. This is a whisper cast. Too long of an intro. Why we, not? Because it's obvious that you're doing something weird. What do you mean? Instead of just chatting. I'm just chatting normally. Okay. Hello, everybody. This is the bonus extra super edition special Friday episode of Conversation it's Street. It's Saturday now, but we're talking about Friday's Coronation Street, and this is for episode, what are we even on, 493, I think, of the podcast, but we've got to be really quiet, because we're in our holiday home at the moment, and Gemma's parents are just in another room, and we can't let them know that we're doing this, but we thought people might want to know what we thought about Friday's Coronation Street, if you couldn't tell from our very excited twittering during the episode. It's Saturday night, we tried, we wanted to record last night, but we couldn't because we left it too late and stuff, but we're going to be talking about Friday's Coronation Street under our voices, and, um... How do you do something under your voice? Under your breath, under your voice, just, just quietly. Listen, we're talking about what happened on Friday, so... Did you like it, Gemma? Get on with it. You know what? Right. We're not going to do. We're not going to do a full like rundown of synopsis or anything because we, this is going to be short, as you can tell by this waffly intro. Listen, what? The first thing that everybody needs to know is that the ghost meant nothing. The ghost meant nothing. Did we? I can't remember. Did we talk about the ghost I on the we, other episode the other day? Speculated it could be something, somebody, or who could it be? And um, is it Duncan Lindsay on Twitter? Was like. Just so you know, the ghost is nothing. But I also, can't remember who we was it? The the actor who played Jacob, Jack James Ryan, posted a a, a tweet on Wednesday night with a picture going, of the ghost going, going oh, look, it's ooh. a ghost. And then I saw that, and I've been really hard trying to avoid Twitter spoilers and everything, and I thought it's Paul that Jacob was going to come back as a ghost, which would have been quite cool, you know, as the ghost. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Half he's gone to him. Um, but he didn't, the ghost was nothing. The, the ghost was nothing, and um, were there any other... I don't remember whether there any other little wow. fake outs that they put in well, there. Well, like, some people would say that the fake out was, this week's going to be good. But, oh, no, I'm just making a joke, because we thought it was good. We thought it was good, but, but it was um, still very, very divisive. Oh, what's the other thing? Uh, oh, the other fake out was um, the one we did to ourselves, what which is, oh, how many people are going to die? Yeah. <laughs> people died this week i honestly that's the biggest disappointment to me and i i i don't like actors to lose their jobs i don't want people to have to leave if they don't want to leave i would love if everything was happy and rainbows all the time um but i just think sometimes you've got to be a bit braver you do sometimes you need to swing that axe don't you especially um, at halloween Come a, on. and there's a massive cast um and i don't want anyone particularly to go I mean I, I wouldn't say no to us a few people to be honest oh, I and don't the want to say did go, the person that did go was somebody I, I wanted to keep I <laughs> no I'm not going to say I can't believe he's gone because you know we all saw this coming didn't we for at least the past year or so but Johnny is gone well um what uh, you read a behind the scenes interview didn't 
didn't you? That there has been an interview published since, yeah, and it's um, with um, with Richard Hawley, and it said he that he plays um, Johnny Connor. Yeah, it said it said that he's been like talking for over a year with Ian McLeod or whatever about um, wanting to go, and it was maybe supposed to be happening last year. I think it said, and then COVID happened, so they hung on in there. But really, Johnny has been a very very um, side bit character for the past year and or so, hasn't he? Even like the even a year and a half ago when he and Jenny went to France, he came back. He had that little story with Scott. Um, then he went to prison for a bit and and then moved to Morsley Street. We've hardly seen him, so the writing was definitely on the wall for him. But it didn't make it any easier to see him going on Friday. If you wondered why he was a bit of a, a bit part, uh, you know, character for so long, it's probably that for that reason. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, He's I don't know why role. Richard Hawley wanted to leave, but... If he'd moved on in his brain, you know, and he's like, oh, can you come in, please, and, and just film yeah, this just scene so another, people yeah. remember who you are. <laughs> to be honest, during the, during the pandemic, all the, a lot of the actors, well, just actors in general, was, were obviously worried about their jobs and finding finding acting roles was difficult, so he was probably quite grateful to be able to keep hold well, of it for a little just, year. I don't know. Although he is doing... Well, I don't know, but he, I, I know that he's going to move on and do some work in a forest school over um, his... His neck of the woods. A forest school. A forest school is a thing. Yeah. What is it? A school for trees. It, it, it's 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 a school where you do lots of tree climbing and outdoor about... stuff and things. It's a thing. Look it up. It's not a forestry school. No, it's a forest. It's school. not a school for people like it's tree not for surgeons. like nymphs or or druids or anything like that. It's a, it's an adventure park where you learn I maths. I, it's yes, it's like you count twigs or something. I, I don't, don't know. know. Well, we're maybe we're maybe we can get about? Richard Hawley onto the podcast and he can tell us about it. But he's going to be working with a with a forest school as, as well. You make it sound like it's a thing. It is a thing. A forest school. A forest school is a thing. I promise you, we're going to have some in the new forest. There'll be what some there. What are you there. talking about? There will be forest schools in the new forest. He, Richard Hawley is working at a forest school. It's a type of school. I don't know enough about it. But it's where the children Forest go and hug trees school. and stuff and do bark rubbing. I'm looking I this don't up. But I, don't, I don't think he's got any acting gigs in the pipeline. If he has, um, he either hasn't said or I didn't read it properly. But anyway, best of luck. What is Richard a forest Hawley school? And forest your... school is a child-centred, inspirational learning process that offers opportunities for holistic growth through regular sessions. There we go. Richard Hawley is doing that. Gemma, this doesn't matter. We... Is forest school a real school? Yes, it is. According to the Forest School Association, it is. But they would say that, wouldn't they? Can, can we talk about Coronation Street, please? <laughs> and not about <laughs> Richard Hawley's choice of... Um... <laughs> Post Coronation real. Street employment. I love, I love the idea of it, but it just sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's an outdoor. Yeah, it's got a whole, a whole Wikipedia page about it. Gemma. Wow. Gemma. <laughs> now I've got focus. Michael, I've got something to do now. No, you have got something to no, do. You could better leave me alone. I'm learning this. about forest so, schools. <laughs> we're not going to do a normal synopsis of That's the program, weird. but okay. I did make notes and everything. I rewatched it again today. I, I didn't enjoy it as much on the second watch, but I think it's because the surprises weren't there. First watch, though, absolutely amazing. And um, thank you to everybody who sent me their good luck vibes over the internet last night because I had to do a very long drive from Southampton to, to where we're staying on holiday. And I managed to get here about 10 minutes before Cory started, didn't I? Yeah. And there was like bad traffic and everything. I thought and, I'd and miss it. And you got in, you were like, hello. And I was like, get the stuff out of the car. Telly on. <laughs> and I was like, no, you got to unpack the car because you had all of mum and dad's bags. I did, yeah. So um, we've got, uh, does, so what, what are the main takeaways from yesterday's episode? Johnny's dead. Natasha's 
probably going to be dead. If, which was I don't think this, so, no. this is, These were our predictions after after Wednesday's show, wasn't it? We said that those two are... <laughs> I think Harvey's dead, although I don't know that they actually confirmed that. I mean, we had, we had Curtis giving his diagnosis, didn't, didn't we? Didn't he sound like he was... Like, I could have said that, like... We need a pulmonary. I don't trust this uh, word that comes out. Uh, you need a pulmonary investigation stat. Ten cc's of adrenaline directly into the heart. Where was Gaddis? What was she doing? Was she just having a party with like Fizz and Tyrone and I don't and, remember and Sally what, and Tim and that. I don't remember what Curtis said, but it sounded fake. <laughs> and I don't know if it sounded fake because it's supposed to sound fake, and this theory that we've all got in our heads is true, or it's fake because. It's fake because it's a script. <laughs> my my favourite bit about Curtis being in it yesterday was they had to cut to Emma looking at Curtis just so that we go, went. Oh, oh yes, that's Curtis. Oh, is it the ghost? Oh no, it's Curtis. <laughs> because I think I think if they hadn't shown Emma, I'd have been like, who's really? is that? Is that Leo? <laughs> this is what happened. Then this is why they need to cast Carl on Coronation Street because sometimes even Coronation Street podcasters can't quite keep up with everybody that's in the show at the moment. So anyway, they're all dead. Um, Leanne's all right. She's all dead. No, Johnny, possibly Harvey. Natasha's writing's on the wall. He got crashed into the skip oh, by Leanne, didn't they? Yeah. That was quite exciting. Yeah, they had two car stunts in that week. Yeah. Where, where do you want to start? Do you want to talk, 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 talk stories? Do you want to talk things that happened no, or didn't happen? Story. Or do you want to talk? Well, I'm saying the story. So No, we, you're not. Okay, okay. So... Um, where did we, where, which one have should we do for I, I have made notes, but I'm not going through that. I said that already. I know, but I need so, you to tell me because so I was what? tweeting. <laughs> so the story with Leanne, because she was on the run once, she, well, she, she goes to the bistro on Wednesday evening, um, but gets frustrated by being holed up in there on Friday. Um, Nick's, no, um, Imran's like, I'll go, I'll go and find out where, um, where, where, um, where Harvey is, make sure he's definitely dead. I'll be back, says Terminator. Him, he wasn't back. What happened to him, Ron? <laughs> I think he's fallen down a sinkhole somewhere. You know, it's somewhere nobody's noticed yet. I'm, I'm just, honestly, I'm quite concerned about him. But um, I believe that perhaps some things were not in the final. Maybe, maybe. Episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, Harvey ends up because we we saw that on the end of Wednesday's episode, he gets washed out of the sewer pipe, doesn't he? Handily next to a gun, he, he steals somebody's bike pedals his way back to Weatherfield because it's really important that he teaches Leanne a lesson before catching his plane. I'm also really concerned for his plane, for his pilot. He's, how long is he going to wait for him? He's, he's there on fair. the runway going, I'm really scared of Harvey. I don't dare take off, but I think I might have to soon. The pilot was there in Costa at the airport going, we're not going anywhere today. <laughs> he's like, I don't really want to open my Toblerone before I take off here, but I, mean, I think I'm so nice. getting a bit peckish now. So um, Harvey gets back to the street, shoots Morticia Adams in the back, and as we predicted, it was actually Natasha. Um, and then uh, Nick Nick comes, finds Natasha, gets a bit of medical advice over the phone, she gets carted off to the hospital, and then Leanne's like, uh, oh no, before before Natasha gets go, taken to hospital, Leanne's like, this is taking too long. I'm going to go and get in the car and um, bring the car around or something. But Harvey's there in the car waiting for her. And um, and he pulls a gun on her and she's like, oh, blimey. Uh, so he says, right, you're going to drive me. I need to catch my... I've got a plane to catch, sorry. So she she starts driving. Then she flips, doesn't she, partway through the... Uh, Halfway through the drive, and she's like, oh, I'm gonna crash us into that skip over there. Good job I turned the airbag off. Crashes him into the skip, can't be bashes his head against the windscreen. Leanne staggers out, and um, and they're all right after that, really. Well, Natasha's not. 
I wish they'd killed her off on, on that first day. Um, I, I, do you think that she still will, though? You said earlier you don't think she will now. The if, they do, if they don't, it's a real missed opportunity, but already it's a missed opportunity not to kill her off during the week. Exactly. Um, because she's she's utterly, utterly expendable. Having Sam have a reason to stay permanently on the street is surely what they've wanted all this time. And he's definitely the sort of child actor who can pull off a wistful orphan. I, I don't know. I mean, he's come across as very... Um, very emotionless and, and geeky, hasn't he, so far, Sam? He's generally a chirpy chap. I, I don't know whether we've seen him, like, genuinely upset. Uh, I, 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 sure, I, I mean, Jude Rildren's an excellent actor, but I, I'm interested to see whether he can pull that off or not. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, so, that, that's still to come. But yeah, it should, should have really happened before, really. Maybe just left it until next week for, for Sam to react. But I don't know. Um, I that, that bit where... What, what did you think when Harvey jumped out and he was there sitting on the passenger seat? Um, it was very dramatic and cool, but I feel as though it was copying other films and stuff. Well, that's happened before, but in other f- fiction, it made sense. It, <laughs> but this didn't. We talked like, on the last podcast it, about he having had to... to have gone. I'll just sit in her car. In case, yeah, let's wait for this storm to pass while I'm in Leanne's car. I'd had it, I'd had it even get in. Did he have our keys? He wasn't even in the driver's seat. It's not like he'd gone, oh, go in there, get in her car and try and drive away to save myself or go to the airport. He's like, I'll just hang out here. How does he know what car she drives? I I think, well, he he didn't go there to wait for Leanne because he thought he'd killed Leanne because she gets in the car and he's like, you're supposed to be dead. Anyway, never mind that. I know, and then he doesn't shoot her. You said this. I was like, yeah, you're right. He probably should have just shot her in the face there and then. But he wanted to lift at the airport. I think probably we're supposed to believe (laughs) the reason that he was hanging about in the car was that someone's going to get in that car at some point and he'll be able to hijack it with them and then get driven to the airport or wherever it is that he's getting taken away from. But when he finds out about taxis, he's going to feel so stupid. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's what it's supposed to be. Um, he could, he must have had a really spare set of... Yeah, maybe like, Nick, Nick he... and Leanne just don't lock anything up and that's why Natasha was able to get into the flat because some people online were saying, well, she shouldn't have been in there. Although, to be honest, I do believe that she may have she been given have a, a... I think she maybe have a key. She would I have a key. So. She's the but, mother yeah, of Leanne. his son. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I thought it was very cool when it, he sat up and he was there. Was but then cool. when I gave it a bit of thought, <laughs> actually, it didn't make sense. But I then think, I thought, no, on, Michael, we already say? said that we're going to suspend disbelief yeah. about everything this week I and just lie back you, and enjoy it. And I did. If you go back over the whole week, <laughs> you could sum up a lot of it with, yeah, I thought it was really cool, but when I think about it, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't mind. And then I really, really did like it when Leanne started careening down the road and into that skip. That the look that Jane Tanson had in her face—it was just Crazy. like after Lucas, she's like, "I've seen my son die, so this you're nothing. To, you're nothing compared to mitochondrial disease, Harvey Gaskell." Exactly. <laughs> and he still didn't shoot her, but um, yeah, she didn't put her airbags in. I, um, I didn't know that was a thing, being able to turn airbags on and off. But no, apparently, apparently I've seen I've seen since seen, and you can turn them off in some cars because if you've got a child seat in your front seat, oh, that's right, you're not and allowed you can to. turn them off because you're not supposed to. Have it, but you're so. not supposed to put your child in the front seat. Well, Leanne, your child's dead, so you should have just turned them on again. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe as long as maybe she's like as as long as the airbags are off, Ollie's still alive somewhere in my heart. I that's don't know. really cruel. Anyway, so I I think I assume Harvey's dead. Do you think? 
Um, He's good. He must. Be. We went into the week thinking that Harvey would die and Corey would die, and Corey is still alive and kicking at the moment, literally because Abby didn't shoot him in the leg while she had the chance. But you know, I, I, if, if Roy's to believe, she didn't even point the gun at him. That this is this is another point of contention for a lot of people, isn't it? The um, the fact that Roy lied to the police. Ah, oh, did he lie or did he just go? Blah, 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 you didn't ask me this. But... I really, I enjoyed that scene where Abney was talking to him in the cafe Can and I he was say, stalling, really, um, really trying to avoid answering a question. It's I hilarious. That, I know that people um, are trying to say that, or are saying, and I, I understand, and they're probably right, that Roy has been very well established, is completely incapable of lying, he doesn't really get the concept or why you would ever do it. And he's like Crichton off Red Dwarf. honourable to be able to do it. But I, do you guys not, can you not like imagine this as like almost a weird kind of character development where he's sort of regressing morally in a weird way? Because actually like being so rigidly moral about everything has always been slightly to his detriment. And it's only because the people he surrounds himself with kind of understand and forgive him for some of the things that he does that are actually kind of hurt people's feelings a lot of the time. Because mm. he does, he hurts people's feelings with his being so blunt. Um, and I just think, has he learned finally the art of Well, it's of taken him a long time, because on one of the older episodes of Corrie that we were watching recently, um, Hayley asks him, do you see me as a real woman, yeah. you remember? And he's like, oh no. No, because you're not. <laughs> and, she, she, and she gets pretty mad at that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe 20 upset. years later, he's finally realised that sometimes a little white lie isn't so bad. So Is maybe, it a white lie maybe... to lie about a crime? <laughs> just, a, just a gun. I mean, if he's going to lie about either thing, it should have been Hayley. Yeah. So it's, it maybe I, I think this is like Crichton and he'll be just like, Lime old engaged. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have a gun, absolutely not. No way. Um but we didn't actually see the like come out of his mouth, did we? Because they cut but um the fact that Abby was later released makes me think that uh, well we we're led to believe that yes, he said that there wasn't a gun. But and Abby's see, still claiming there was no gun. And... Can I just point out that he I'm sure I wish we could go back and watch it again, because I'm sure he said I said this before, oh, Corey's in grave danger, where's Abby, where's Abby? He said this in front of witnesses, because I told you last week, earlier in the week, that I thought He was going be... around shouting his mouth off about the fact that there was there was danger afoot, yeah, definitely. And I guess this you could say, before oh, he'd seen just, the gun. it was just a sinkhole. Yeah. Yeah, but he knew there was a gun, because Nina told him. Yeah, I, th I think it was quite honourable... Oh, no, that's probably not the right word. But he the, he lied for a good reason. He was protecting Nina. He was protecting Abby. And um, those are both characters that I really like. So <laughs> I don't, yeah. don't really mind. But he was also mad about it, wasn't he? he yeah, oh yeah, he was mad about it. So he's not, he's not completely lost. No, I, I, I do wonder whether in the coming weeks we'll see him wrestling with his conscience with this. Or whether they'll just ignore it and say that was quite handy that he was able to do that. I don't know, but I, I wonder when how long Corey's going to keep going for because I, I honestly thought that this would be at the end. I thought it'd be Corey down that sinkhole, and and dead uh, before okay, this week started. What is it that's going to stop Corey from going to Germany? Because if this were real, you know, if this were real, then he's got a job in Germany and you know, having a lady wave a gun in your face, it's kind of a reason to go, more, even more I don't, so. I don't know whether the fact that he's now part of an ongoing investigation... Yeah, but he's the complainant. 
Yeah, okay. I don't think the police go, you can't leave the country if you said something, somebody did something to you. Well, I mean, there was a little bit of a clue towards the end of yesterday's episode that um, might suggest where the Corey story is going next, isn't there? Because we saw the uh, the homeless man with a um, somewhat familiar looking bag. So, Gemma, you noticed this, didn't you? I didn't even see the homeless man the first watch because I was, I was um, I don't know, what I was on doing Twitter or something. What happened there? Well... Okay, the other thing is, Abby wrote a note to Kevin. Yes, yes. At the beginning of the week to say, we don't know what she wrote, but she put it down and then she took the gun. We assume that this note was saying, sorry, I shot Corey. So, um, at the end of the week, when um, she had had a confrontation, been rescued, etc., etc., and had Corey accuse her of having the gun, then she got out because Kevin was. Um, unwell, went to the hospital, met up with Kevin. They both went home, and she said she needed to go and get her phone charger. Yeah, runs inside the house to look for this letter. She can't find it, and then she runs outside to the bins to look in the bins to find it, and she can't find it there either. And then the camera pans across the ginnel to Stu, which is the name of the, the man, and his friend who is nameless. But first, we see he's got. Weatherfield County backpack at his feet. It zoomed very, first... very obviously into him, which is, uh, I think the casual viewer would have been left going, what, what was that about? And the fact that they didn't, you know, reveal it at the end of the episode makes me think, I don't know, there was something... I, they, I think they they should have done it differently. They should have either had it as a, a little well done if you spotted it moment that's going to be important later, but it, it wasn't. It was a, hey everybody, look at this random homeless guy. It it I, it was just a bit odd, but Gemma, come on. Well, he was originally in the show a couple of weeks ago when Sudan was having his... Uh, He's having the Battle of the Balties with Debbie, wasn't he? Feud with Debbie, and he came out um, the loser, and he had all this food left over. So he asked Billy to get somebody to come and collect it for the homeless shelter. And so this man, Stu, came to collect it and he had the Weatherfield County backpack then. And you would not have noticed was... that unless you were looking out for it. But you could see we, we, it. We have since looked and yeah. he's definitely got this Weatherfield um, County it wasn't, backpack. It wasn't hidden, but it was definitely, you know, it wasn't obvious, like, oh, why is he hiding his bag? It's no. like he's just on heart, barely in shot. Uh, that was clever. Okay, so if there's any evidence in this bag, it's covered in... <laughs> it's covered in... Um, uh, Nahari and uh, <laughs> Poppadom Crom. So, yeah, what's so. the point of that? So, so also the other thing I want, want to so say. So this this is this bag is is what was uh, we assume he has fished it out of the canal after Corey say, threw I it in back in May. It's a bit weird to say that a homeless person needs to fish a backpack out of a river. I feel it feels a bit. It's I, I'm sure. That you could be get a, get a back. I'm sure there are Beggars charities. can't be choosers, Gemma. Literally, Michael. I just honestly think it's a bit odd to say that a homeless person would like get a backpack out of a river 
Tate go, oh, this is all, they're always full of bloody clothes. <laughs> and with like brain gore all over them. I think I'll just take that out and put that. I, I really that... like Weatherfield County. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all I've got is this crummy Man United backpack. Oh, Weatherfield County, so expensive their merch. <laughs> so, yeah, so, but, but um, I don't know what he's done with the clothes that are inside. Is he wearing them? I don't know. I, I Presumably at some Ke- point you know. soon, someone's going to stumble upon this stew in the Guinness and go, oh, that's a nice backpack. I don't, this is the thing. As opposed to us, it's like, obviously that's Corey's, but this doesn't, unless it's got Corey's name on, emblazoned on the front, then I don't know why anybody would particularly notice, hang on a minute, there's something not right about you having this rucksack. And also, where's, where is Abby's letter? Um, it's either going to be Jack or Debbie, isn't it? I kind of hope that it's not Jack, because I'm not particularly interested in We've him being part Jack of this going, story. Oh, Abby. And the thing, I don't know what I don't know why Jack would have taken the letter. It was literally it was a letter that said Kevin. Why would he have taken it other than like, oh, my dad's in hospital at the moment. He's going to want his post when he when he come, when he comes out of his uh, coma or whatever, or when he gets when he gets when he's conscious again. And has he has he opened it? I certainly don't think that that he would have opened this letter. Unless it's a big old fake out, and he, and then Kevin just goes, "Oh, the letter! I just, I, I read it, and I knew you didn't mean it, so I, I ate it because I was hungry because you were in no, hospital." No, he hasn't read it, so I'm, I I'm, was in I'm erring more towards Debbie. Yeah, but we don't know what it said. Well, it, it, it could have, it could have literally been, Kevin, do not put a washing machine tablet in the dishwasher <laughs> again. Kevin, I put I put some microchips in the freezer for you. That's your tea tonight. Kevin, remember we talked about this before. Just because they're called frozen chips doesn't mean that you eat them directly from the freezer. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. It's it's going to be. I think Debbie's going to have found it, and and but the she, fact that in the past Debbie and Abby have had beef. But that has could... she read it though? Because it was also. I tell you another thing that was a bit odd. When. Um, Debbie found out that Kevin was in the crash. She was hyperventilating and having a panic attack. Then she went to the hospital and she was really worried about him. But then on Friday, by the time Abby got there, she was like, oh, thank God you're here. I've got to go back to the bloody street because the whole thing's falling in a sinkhole. Yeah. And she didn't seem bothered. No, no, I I, I reckon that she finds the letter after that. She no, leaves no, the hospital. Yeah, no, okay. Mm. But what I'm saying was, what an odd and drastic change of tone between, oh, my brother's going to die... To, well, he's not dead, and I've got stuff to do. Well, as you, things were going a bit pear shaped for her when she when she had to leave the uh, the street, wasn't she? I th- I, th- I, th- I thought that was all right. Um, the the story that I think was um, sadly underserved, even on Wednesday and, and definitely Friday, was the Allahan story, because they they were like the centre stage on um, Monday, weren't they? Or for a big chunk of Monday, and they had that that awesome stunt on the road, and uh, it was like, oh, is Hardy going to be all right? And then Wednesday, it's like, oh yeah, he's fine actually. And it feels like they ran out of material for the Allahans in the second half of the week. Did you did you feel that? It really felt like Friday was definitely a different set of stories. And um, I d- and th- I mean throughout the whole week, it's not exactly there wasn't a huge cast that were involved. But then I don't know what else they could have done on this particularly because it it was just going to be him in hospital. So the the story there is that Ardy wakes up. But it pretends to be asleep because he's listening into Dev um, fawning over Asher and going into saying, "Oh, let me make you some hot chocolate with maple syrup in." Yeah. Um, 
no, I'd love that. That sounds That's tasty. Sweet. <laughs> um, and and he obviously thinks that his dad is favouring him. I I I know I'm not the best at picking up on subtle social cues no. at the best of times, but I haven't particularly noticed massively that Dev is favouring Asha instead of Adi. Yes, there's been a little bit, but what? when they've had stories like that in the past, it's like with Sophie and Rosie, it was, I think, a bit more obvious. Yeah, but don't forget all the stuff that Adi literally told him this before when he was spending all his money on, on Asha and they had to move schools because of her. Adi said this before. I just think that on the whole, Dev and Adi's relationship has been quite good and for him to now flip to my dad left me to die i i and, and maybe and he's going to go on some kind of revenge i don't know i, I it feels a bit drastic no i think it's been written pretty well it's it's the thing a... is michael um rd does have a great relationship with his dad but he probably can't see that but he can see asha being protected and coddled and you know he was she was the one he rescued out of the car it was it, uh, and and it's because Ardy doesn't need the same amount of protection and also there's the whole thing about Ardy's a boy Asha's a girl Dev's protective about her and um there was even that bit where Ardy said to Dev um, you don't you you know when when Asha was dating Nina, you fallen over yourself to have a French lesbian film night with popcorn and stuff. I've got a girlfriend. Mm. You don't even know what her surname is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Think about it. It's been signposted. Maybe it's just the little subtleties building up because even even on Friday's episode, he only took her home for hot chocolate, he, and it's not. If Michael. I was if. You're lying in a hospital bed. Your dad left you to die in a car. You wake <laughs> up and you hear your your family talking. And what are they saying? Let's go home for hot chocolate. There's nothing more to do here. <laughs> this is why I'm not a parent. I don't know how to look after children. Okay, fine, fine. I I hope that um I hope that they don't turn Adi like nasty. I hope they don't give him turn him into a you know rebellious horrible teenager because he's he's great as a comedy character this is what I, I, said. I don't want him to go bad this is what i said about his relationship with dev is so precious and wonderful and it kind of makes me mad to think that it's only been established to make this story even more poignant because i'm not going to enjoy surliardi no and the allahans i much of... prefer business mini business tycoon yeah. junior yeah Ardy. yeah i um the Alahans have obviously been fantastic this past two years, but they've still just been on the cusp of dominance, haven't they? They've, they've, it doesn't, still doesn't feel like they've had big, big story, and it'd be a shame if their big, big story was them falling apart. Yeah. What were you going to say? Don't you think it's great that they even, you know, got to this stage? But you see, yeah, the thing yeah. is, if you're talking about some of these stories, were they for the 60th? It kind of shows you how much work you really need to do to make these stories work on an emotional level. And I know that even even with all this, the groundwork that's been done, people are still complaining and saying that they, they thought there was too much, too many stunts and not enough character stuff. But think about the fact that maybe this was some of this stuff was supposed to happen last year. That means that 
they've they've had two years where they knew they wanted th- to get to this point and so maybe some of the stuff that we've seen with Ardy and um, Asha and and Dev has just been yeah you know, I'm, I'm really interested this story I'm really interested though, how much of this should have been last year and how much of it was always you know is new I don't know whether the other hand stuff necessarily would have happened last year, but um, it certainly feels feels like the sinkhole's just been sitting there waiting for somebody to fall into it for the past twelve months. And we've been we've made jokes about the fact that you know it appeared when was it last September, and then nobody mentions it for almost See, twelve this is, months. This is the funny thing because you you found that article, didn't you, that you showed me, which was on ITV, which is like a behind the scenes. Um, with uh, some of the people who were in charge of it. So Rosie Mullins-Hoyle, who's the head of production design, and Chris Cade, the art director. And it was so funny because they're talking about um, the the sinkhole. And I think, is it Rosie said this? I can't remember, but one of them was saying, um, um, I was getting really anxious about the fact that we had a hole and I couldn't fill it because you had all this dirt <laughs> and um, oh, yeah, yeah. and people were and I kept going when are we going to fill this sinkhole and they were like we need it for something and I was like ah. <laughs> yeah look Rosie I kept asking the question when can we fill it in we were getting really twitchy about putting it right as we have this massive pile of earth waiting to go back in then we got told you won't be filling it in as it's going to be part of a massive storyline so this is this is uploaded to itv.com uh, on the 21st and it's an inter. It must, you know, it's the the social media team have interviewed um, these two. There's been so the much amazing behind the scenes material the that's thing, come out of this this week. I just wanted to say. It. So the sinkholes involved. Um, the other hands involved. Harvey and um, Diana involved, and then you've got the the sewer the, stuff. The stuff with um, Shona, Johnny, and Jenny. And I just wonder. Um, because I've heard a lot of criticism of people saying, oh, too many things, too many things, couldn't concentrate. Um, I felt like too many things were happening at once. But I wonder, um, was some of this from the 60th, some of this was supposed to be this year, mm. and some of it was just, we can't do that because of COVID, but let's save it up and let's just do it all at once. I just saw this week as a massive celebration of finally we can do some something big again. Let's check what we've got at it. And I will agree. It was utterly ridiculous, but I loved it. That the... The tram crash is always the baseline. And I think the tram crash story was better because all of the storylines wove around each other to make one coherent event story that brought everything together. Whereas this week still felt like this is that bit. Here's this story, you know. Mm. And and obviously they all affected one another, but the plot didn't in my you know the characters didn't really yeah i think i think in the 60th as well yeah i think in the 60th as well there were it was able to draw in a wider range of characters from the cast list as well because we we just had a a little handful of cast and then yeah and with a few sporadic appearances from you know uh what's his face james's boyfriend danny Danny, a little bit and then a little bit of curtis and a little bit of emma not even getting a line um, the other thing I think I know, the there thing was is they there was nothing come in at night to film that and get wet and I know I, I wouldn't say there was anything in this week's that that was as good as say the moment when Molly died no. on the live well, episode with Sally there and there was some great stuff the this thing week is about that was because that was, that was yeah so but that, 
but that was because it was like oh god i can't believe it whereas jenny and johnny was i i think the emotional highlight of the week can we let's <clears throat> we'll come back but to that. Okay. that was tragic rather than oh. yeah okay okay i do want to get to jenny and johnny very soon but just going back to what we were saying about the sets and everything with all this behind the scenes stuff and we, we mentioned um the director to follow on on instagram um, on our last podcast and then there's this on the itv website the, the coronation street instagram has got it um there's videos there's clips there's um there's storyboards isn't there like like um cartoon um storyboards with the within the pictures of what it looked like on screen next to it, it i want them to release a book of this i want them i want them to do more i feel like they've spoiled me already Honestly, but I they could have done the souvenir like they really uh, really magazine. could they really could but one of the one of the things that i liked was uh, the, the set for the sinkhole because there's a picture of jack b shepherd and julia goulding standing on the edge of this massive precipice and when when they had the sinkhole um last year it was very much a green sheet over the garden of, uh, of the plant's like house and, and it was all very very cg but for this they they just had this massive massive stage studio didn't they and they built so much one of the things in this article on the itv website said that they um they started working on everything in march um and they, they were filming this at the i think the last week of august beginning of september roughly so um quite a few months to put all this together and um such an undertaking five tankers of water over two days to fill all the pools the amount of water they had to pump into this place to our two whole months to build the sets it said hang on but you're talking about all different things this is the plat sets this is the 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 horonation street set um yes it was um everything it was utterly incredible but um yeah all the stuff with jenny and johnny was was my highlight yesterday and i i think back again to the podcast a week ago where i said oh i think i know about you know three out of ten on what i know this week i knew i knew nothing about what was going to happen this week honestly it played so so differently to um what i was expecting and least of all was i expecting jenny and johnny to be swimming around underwater up to their necks in sewer water as the climax of the week um and i i loved it so the story there we we left um Jenny on Wednesday having fallen into the sinkhole and Johnny's climbing into it. He um he gets down into the water, he's swimming around a bit, calls out for Jenny, finds her, she's uh she's broken her arm or something, and then they, they get washed into like a um uh, a bit of a ladder where you can climb up to get out of a manhole cover. Um they they hang around there a bit and the water starts rising, so Johnny gets Jenny on his back. Uh, climbs up the ladder but they can't get out the manhole at the top they're shouting and shouting and shouting but nobody's there um at one point oh no and, th and this is when oh, above ground they start levering off the lids of the other manholes but it's not the right one eventually they find out which manhole it is and while everyone's distracted trying to get that one up shona who was a hero of the day just because abby's otherwise engaged goes down this down the manhole with a rope to try and rescue them and a lot of people were like oh that's ridiculous she went but, screw it and went but down this, this is shona i i'm not very good at assessing my own risks at the moment since shona, i got shot I in a box i've got poor judgment this this, this like, shona, canonically poor judgment. this shona is great because 
quite, oh, quite, uh, finally you're saying no but they've they've eased off her nuts side when she, when she first came out of a coma and she had that personality transplant it didn't feel like shona to me it felt like she was too much of a child but um i think they've got a good balance here of old and new shona i'll have this shona but i tell you what when she went down that sewer i was like they're not gonna kill shona are they because julia goulding had been uncharacteristically active on Twitter <laughs> all week actually and I was thinking well, well, why is that press as well. yeah and I'm thinking well, well, why is that she's, she's not really in this week she's just standing on the edge of a pit and when she <laughs> went down there I thought bloody hell they're gonna kill Shona they better not because the thing that I'd wanted on Friday's episode that to be honest we still didn't get was a massive twist rug pulling death and, and I thought they could, could, they're just going to randomly kill off somebody because we kind of thought that we saw Harvey and Natasha and Johnny coming. So I was terrified that, jo- that Shona was going to drown or something, but fortunately she doesn't. She goes down there, throws a rope to Jenny and Johnny, who are back in the water by this point. Um, Jenny ends up swimming underneath, and she she's under the water for a good 30 seconds, isn't she? Oh, it's such amazing, amazing stunts, the underwater stunts. Um, I know. There was, I was like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing because I was... Not prepared for there to be any. I was not like, expecting what, it. Di- Sally Ann Matthews underwater all that time. And then <laughs> and then Johnny's left behind. Now before Jenny gets to go under the water, she has a little makeup sesh, doesn't she? she with really her. And by kiss. by which I don't mean she redoes her makeup again because her mascara's running. <laughs> because some people misunderstood what I was talking about in the makeup chat last yeah. week. And no, they have a little bit of a well Johnny's Johnny kind of opens up and says, oh, I'm really finding it hard to see you moving on with somebody else and he kind of opens his heart to her and uh, and she gives him a big old smackaroo on the lips, doesn't she? And they say they love each other. And she goes off and she gets back with Shona, calls for Johnny through the pipe, but he's not responding. And he's he's just kind of, he's kind of given up a bit, hasn't he? Well, he hears. He hears Aidan saying, Dad, and me and you. This is obviously lost on Gemma's parents, as well as well, most of this, to be honest, because they were they were being very good and watching it with us. Um, and... And, and we heard Aidan's voice, and we thought, like, they brought Shane Ward back. And I was, I honestly, I was expecting, as I was in the prison scenes earlier this year, honestly, for Johnny to turn around and for Aidan to be there, but he wasn't. And then when they had that scene of Johnny slipping under the water after he says his final I love you to Gemma, and he kind of. Gemma? Uh, sorry, Jenny. He, kind of, he drifts backwards underwater, his lifeless corpse, doesn't he? And I was, I was honestly expecting a ghostly Aidan to be there behind him, and he's like, wrap his arms Come around me, him yeah, I thought it would be you wrap his arms around him and pull him into the depths but it, no it's not it, I don't know what happened to Johnny <laughs> he just drowned himself I think because they, they didn't it didn't appear to be like an, an MS attack or anything I think he was just really but, uh, tired I, he, he's older he's an older guy isn't he I know but I wish they he's, I don't he's, know I feel like they could have made it big he's about, he's about my dad's age um, he'd been in the water for a long time he'd been holding on with, with Jenny on her back cold. on his back yeah exactly and I I think he I think his <laughs> I don't know because they didn't make it clear enough did they but he just he just died to be tragic I know but if he if he had said something I can't or 
um, you know. Even, I think, to be honest, I think he used his last ounce of strength pushing Jenny yeah, under the water. Yeah, I think you're right. Because but... when they did their 3-2-1 and Jenny says, you've got to push me with all, you, all your might, and, and he goes under the water for a little bit there and we don't really see it, but he must push her. And that and that took it out of him. I know. But I tell you what, though, what, what a reaction from Jenny. Sally and Matthews... Um, she didn't hold anything. She, she was she was competing with Sally Carmen for the uh, <laughs> the pained whales now, wasn't she? So ah, I know, ah, but it was like that's what you would do, isn't it? I know. What what more can you do? Just literally a howl of of anguish. It was like how could you? Yeah, how could you? If you watched the man you love just just die in front of you, and it all just started off like a normal day. What I don't. Mm. Of course, she'd scream and, and yeah, howl. The episode ends with it. Is it, it was oh, an yeah. odd cut, wasn't it? Because it cuts from that straight to Jenny coming out of the tent um, with uh, a little foil with blanket. a little foil blanket on, and then she sees Carla, and Carla knows what's happened. Well, Carla looks at her. She kind of can tell. And, yeah, a, and then she's like, "No." I hope that the <sighs> aftermath of this focuses more on Jenny than Carla. I kind of don't need Carla to be there. And I definitely don't want Kate to come back for his funeral either. Please don't, Kate. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm stuck in Bali. Good. Virtually uh, appear off screen. Um, yeah, it, that, were, you, were you generally satisfied with Johnny's death? Do you think he got a good one? Oh, it was very epic. It was a really, really good send-off for that character. And what a tragic end to that romance. I know. <laughs> it was but, doomed. Oh, I'm so, so glad that they made up again. Right if, at the if, end. If, if he'd have died... And I, I mean, we, we knew it was going to die, didn't we? We saw it coming. If it had died and there was still a lingering question of, oh, but would they, could they get back together again? If Could they have? Or did they love each other? Or had she actually moved on? Or, or all of this. But um, the fact that they both admitted to each other they loved each other and they got the kiss, I I couldn't have been... I don't think I could have been more satisfied with, with his exit. If he had to go, that it was just pretty perfect for me honestly and Sally I, Matthews and Richard Hawley both gave amazing performance so did Julia so Goulding <laughs> and uh, like can you please help me rescue you <laughs> you have to help me <laughs> um yeah but so so let's uh, I just want to say yeah that, um in the last episode of the podcast I was saying oh well they're not going to be walking around looking for each other that'd be silly they haven't, they haven't built anything like that they've just got this one set for them exactly I thought they just had that little corner set with Abby and Corey but they actually they built and it looks sewer so network. good that was really good we complained a little bit about the Abby and Corey set being a little bit too setty looking mm-hmm. um, the other day didn't we and I think it was because it was lit a bit more but um, being underground it's because I tell you why it's because there was an obvious line across the front where the set ended and the the audience was sitting <laughs> and then the rest of it was like in a what's this shape a triangle kind of is it a bit of a, a bit of a trapezium shape yeah and you're drawing like out in the, in the air then... a bit of an isosceles trapezium yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, right, i just wanted to say about this so um they said in this interview the itv interview um that they would have normally just gone and filmed this in the tank, but they needed way more yeah. space. So they went to um, Space Studios and they got a load of um, portable or like temporary swimming pools. And then they put all the sets inside the swimming pools and suspended them so that they could make it look like the water was going up just by lowering the set. What a genius so idea. So, so brilliant. And when you actually see, if you go and watch the behind the scenes footage of this, 
um, it was, you know, huge. Yeah. This, this area and all this stuff is so. I'd love to have so been much to work see it. put into this because um, they so they filmed it all over the place. They had um, first of all one of the reasons why um, they had four units was because of COVID. Because this is what they said in this in this little interview on the ITV thing. Um, they said that. Um, what else did they say about where they filmed everything? I don't remember. Um, we had four different crews all filming with different directors. Before COVID, you'd have one person. So, um, they, you know, it's very difficult to coordinate those four different units. So if you felt like it was disjointed, maybe that was why. That's mm. the only reason I could think of. Because, you know, normally some one person would oversee everything. Um the thing with the um the 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 that I think made the set look so good as well was, yeah I think it was to do with the lighting. I mean to be honest I don't really know why it wasn't completely pitch black under there. I don't know where the light source was supposed to be, but or from uh, above, through this the cobbles. <laughs> where are you talking? Oh, the Jenny the... and Johnny okay. set. Oh, I don't really get why there was that there was any light there at all. But never mind. Let's not think about that too much. Um, but yeah it. It just it just hid the the settiness of it, I think. And it, if they'd have if you'd have told me they had been down to some actual sewers to film that, yes. then um I I would have believed it. It was yeah. it was that good for me. On Friday when I first saw the bit where they were looking through the through the pipes at each other, I was like, are they where'd they get this from? Where'd they go? Mm. Um um. Anyway, on this interview it says um they had they had scenes shot on the street, sh- scenes in their studios. Scenes at space studios and also the ones that were on location. Yeah, yeah. How epic. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and and it it, it looks so good. And the... and two crashes, um, a sinkhole, <laughs> a sewer. The the bit a man where with a gun. the bit where Jenny is being pulled by the rope, by or yeah. by Shona. That I was like, and... you don't you kill Jenny. No, you're not killing Jenny, are you? Please, please, please. And I, I think in the back of my head, I knew she wasn't. But I was like, how long have you been underwater here? And it was amazing. It, it brought back memories of when the Platts went into the canal, didn't it? And they yeah. had them all swimming about. And there's been nothing like that in Coronation Street since. And this was this was that to the extreme, because that was just like a couple of seconds, wasn't it, at the end of the Richard Hillman plunge episode. But this went on. It was just brilliant. It, I loved it. I really, really loved it. And it's also like, what what great sports all the actors were, because when you're on a soap, you really don't think you're going to be doing this. And like maybe one, but like you say, one one group of characters every 20 years maybe get to do get to do that well this is what people are saying isn't it too many stunts they're trying to grab those ratings and everything but and all the actors had to wear wetsuits under their normal costumes I know. they looked like they had fun it looked like it was very hard work but they had fun there's more behind the scenes footage of them throwing a beach ball around isn't there and another one where Sally Ann Matthews gets pranked by a fake poo in in the tube that she had to look down <laughs> <laughs> um as the other thing I wanted to say was there's, there's, I mean, there's two camps of look, ways of looking at this, aren't there? there? There's like the way we're looking at it, which is, um, you know, 51 weeks or however many, how many stunt weeks there are. Let's just say 48 weeks out of the year. There's not going to be big stunts and a kerfuffle and it will be a proper kitchen sink drama of people where you'd hope talking through kind of 
problems that range from the mundane and everyday to the quite outlandish but it's always handled like you know the, the focus is on the actors and the characters and their interactions with each other and then um so when something like this happens it feels a bit jarring um and it doesn't feel like the show that the person who's into that wants to watch but for us where our perspective is but it's only like four weeks out of the year and it's so much fun. And it the thing is it also fuels drama. If it's done properly, it can fuel drama for months yeah, to come. Yeah, exactly. There was a springboard that happened until Christmas for sure. And you know, and, and before long they're gonna be back talking about stolen heat pumps and MLM and 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 Daisy trying to get her claws into Daniel and Max being an ass at school. I'd much rather see this than that. I've made no secret of the fact that I've not really enjoyed it. I've not been a massive fan of Coronation Street this year. There's been many weeks where I've thought, mm, that was a bit uh, a bit boring, really. So to be able to get weeks like this, for me, I, I, I love it. What's Leo going to do now? That's why I'm in there. Yeah, what, what is Jenny going to do? I mean, to, it's, it's feel a bit callous for her to move right on back to Leo again. She can't. And, like, Leo's... What a, is Leo literally there just to be, like... To have somebody during Halloween week to go... Stay away from that hole. hole. <laughs> he needs to be... He needs to be dragged up by and, and put in um to his manager's office and go, why didn't you fill that hole sooner? Is this, is, I, I, I blame all of this for Leo. If he hadn't, yeah, if he he hadn't could, pulled no, his finger out, no, he'd he's, pulled he, his finger out quicker. It's the, it's um, Natasha and the Platts who were supposed to be sorting it out. That's true, that's true. They they, uh, they spent too long um, and ahhing about that's who's going to pay it, didn't they? Yeah. Hmm. No, I, I think that... Well, this is the thing. This is the programme on TV. Can't pay, we'll take it away. <laughs> you can't take a hole away. No, you can take the street away. <laughs> yes, I, I think Leo's going to realise that the amount of grief that Jen, that of grieving, sorry, that Jenny will be doing I think now. You're right the first he's going to be time. like the amount of grief I, I, this woman's going to give me. <laughs> he he's going to probably try and support her through it, maybe. I just but, but can't see. We know that Leo's around. not a permanent he's character. Like he doesn't come across ago. as that. Um, oh yeah, the sinkhole pretty was was a pretty bad thing. Yeah, I mean it was only a matter of time, really. Anyway, bye. Mm. As long as she doesn't go back to Uncle Ronnie. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but the, I mean, he he seems to be kind of enjoying his time with Debbie at the moment. Anyway, at the moment, so I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I'm mega mega happy that Jenny Connor, one of our favourite characters, got the centre stage, really a time in the spotlight. Her to get such a massive no. like those two characters, that story and those two characters get like basically it was the main story of Friday's episode, and that's what I mean when I say um, it felt it's maybe it's because of the way that we recorded it. And maybe it's because we watched it in two different places. But I do still think that Monday and Wednesdays felt separate to Fridays. Do you? It felt like it had joined up nicely to me. It did join up, but I still feel as though... Hmm. Yeah, well, I said what I said. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, no, I, I, beforehand I was wondering why is Sally Ann Matthews doing all this publicity? Is it just because Johnny's going to die? But when... <laughs> I, I I knew nothing. I knew nothing. It was so so good. I I feel that we've uh, we've said everything that we need to say about this. Really, um, maybe they should have killed off some of the people, but I don't know how they would have fit it in because it was a quite a packed week. Apart from a little bit of the pace slowed down a little bit too much on the first episode of Wednesday, um, 
No, I, I, I was. No, I think they should have killed some more people off, and I think they should have been braver. But what they've done is made a series of very high, high octane stunts with not enough dire consequences. Yeah, yeah. You had a, you had a, a prison van crashed into a car. Someone should have died. Not just the prison. Yeah, that uh, poor prison gun, bad plan driver. You had a man with a gun, and we don't know whether he shot Natasha, but. No, he did shoot Natasha. Well, killed killed Natasha. Natasha. You think she's dead? If you think she's going to die, I don't. Bloody bad. But she should have died this week. Yeah. Each story should have had one death. I've seen lots of people online saying, oh, keep Natasha, She's she's a brilliant character. They're, she, what, they've, they've, missed, they've not really given her enough to do and, and now they've killed her off. But I'm thinking, no, she is the one that needs to die. She was u- <laughs> Sorry, she was useless in her first Why stint. Why so mean? She was. Natasha, the first time she was in Coronation Street, she did nothing. She was memorable for her exit. Uh, uh, and this time, again, they've done nothing with her. We do not need Natasha Blakeman. I don't fault her as an actress. I think she's fine. I think she's good. She seems like a nice girl. But we do not need... Natasha, in this program, give her the chop. Let's keep Sam, please. So, and now Leanne can have another child that she can eventually call her son the same way that she does Simon. She's going to forget that she didn't actually give birth to Simon. Um, And when he gets his master's or his doctorate or whatever, she's like, I'm so proud of my boy. Oh, it's my jeans. (laughs) First Battersby to be a doctor. (laughs) Yeah, physics. Um, So. I wanted to know, how could they have worked in Killing Tim? It wouldn't have happened. Tim was hiding Gemma just in case he, in case you went to the field yourself imagine, and pushed him in. Just imagine Sally striding down the road, going, "No parking down here, residents only. Get these ambulances out. No fire brigade." <laughs> I do wonder what were the other characters doing when all this was happening. Like, they didn't really. Nobody emerged from the houses or peeked out the windows to see what was going on. Did they? Here's another point. Um, I wonder what what the point of this was, the parking thing. Because we were led to believe that the, they couldn't move for cars on Coronation Street, yet suddenly they all disappear when you're trying to, when people are trying to drive down the road to rescue um, Jenny and Johnny and there was nobody, nobody was in the way for them to get, true. to get the, um, the manhole covers open. Maybe they've all been Why? swallowed up by St. Hills. Well, it would have been, yeah, it would have been cool if we'd had some cars going into the water. That would have been fun. I that think that would have been, been a bit expensive. <laughs> it felt like they had, you know, whatever budget they wanted, I although not quite enough to get the, some of the CG so. rain to be uh, as Hollywood as they needed it to be, really. Um, yeah, uh, do, do you think that next week is going to feel like a normal week? Or is it going to be still a little bit special? Because there's still going to be sinkholes all over the place, isn't there, surely? (laughs) What I'm not looking forward to next week is a load of hospital bed scenes. I never really liked those. And I know that you've got to have them, but I always find them a bit boring. Mm. um, Oh, I don't know. Because Natasha's going to be in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very looking forward to it. I think, we need um, to get her into a surgery for a personality transplant. <laughs> I think we need to finish this now, Gemma, and uh, we need to do a score and we need to do a character of the week. <laughs> it's not a five for me, as much as, and that might surprise some of you, but I think the fact that some of it was a little bit too contrived and coincidental <laughs> and a bit silly 
and and that and they didn't have enough scenes of dialogue that's going to be I memorable and like character moments the but... storyline wasn't it relied too heavily on us on the actors and you know Rather like what, what was this yeah but what was the story like there was no clever like literally anyone could have written the story i don't want to be mean but anyone could have written the story for harvey he gets in the prison van the prison van crashes because he's arranged for the the prison guard to open the door he gets out he stands on top of the van for no reason at all with his handcuffs on then he gets in the van and drives off he goes to weatherfield to kill leanne even though he doesn't need to even though he's supposed to be looking flipping toya that's what i was gonna say i went the the thing that that was a bit disappointing for me is that i that that toya and amran's imran i said last week with a catalyst for this week's shows but they didn't really have anything to do this week no they didn't and he did he's like i'm gonna get revenge on toya buttersby wait a minute i don't remember what she looks like (laughs) so he goes and he gets it gets leanne and then he's like right call your sister and then he calls she's like text leanne he texts leanne like he texts toya yeah like with stupid texts and and toya's like screw it let's have a pina colada not bother Mm. and then they just never go there then she escapes he follows her toya was having a bit of the wrong person and then somehow from there gets into her car even though he doesn't know where she is he thinks he's killed her so he hides in her car in the passenger seat with his gun and then she happens to get in the car to drive somewhere and he's like oh this is handy and then he doesn't shoot her (laughs) do you see what i mean the story the story felt like an afterthought and and the, the, they, the, they had they knew what they wanted their big they knew what they to wanted be, to like, do how are we going to join and those they up? knew what stunts they wanted and they yeah you're right and they just went how do we get this character from here I, to there? I did like how he got the gun as stupid as that was the fact that he he went yeah, held down the, the sinkhole and then the gun was happened yeah, happened right. to be there I, was, I, d- I thought that was quite good but also ridiculous it was it was spectacular and it was bonkers and it was um, larger than life and flamboyant but it had no logical in, internal sense. I think as well, I did think that the ta- that shooting Natasha was a great twist, but I wish we hadn't theorised this. And, and, and that's, why you spoiled it for yourself. Well, and that's the problem these days, when, when a, a, a large enough group you of fans of something... When a large, large enough fans of something get together to chat about it and theorise, somebody's going to get that theory right, and then you'll complain. go, I think that's what's going to happen, actually. But I think. You can't complain about that because the only way. The I don't think is, Michael, I would have guessed it if yeah, I'd not listen, seen somebody else there on There are two on, groups on of people. It. There's people that just watch it at home and they just turn it on, watch it, and turn it off, and then watch something else. And they seem to, on the whole, have enjoyed it more than most people who get super, super into it. But they're writing this show for both groups of people. Mm. They can't have, like, super meta, like, double twists where the people that have been, you know, writing bloody essays on the internet about what they think is going to happen to Natasha based on the blimmin phases of the moon. They can't have that. They can't please that group of people and the other group of people. Because the the casual viewers are gonna be like, I don't know what the what's it got to do with the fact that it's waxing gibbon gibbers. <laughs> I don't get it. The um, I think that the Natasha moment, <laughs> I, I'd I'd like to have <laughs> been able to think, you know, waxing gibbon is a bit of hairy one. You're gonna take it's gonna take ages. Yeah. Um, if I if at the time the if at the time I'd have thought, 
bloody hell, I think Leanne might be dead. That would have been brilliant, but well, I didn't. I most thought people probably did. It's Natasha. That. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So that this is why one of the reasons why it's not not a five for me. So it didn't have all those brilliant scenes of dialogue. It had some. And the Jenny and Jolly bit, John, <laughs> Jenny and Johnny, Johnny bit, was certainly the highlight um, character moment wise for me. Um, I, I enjoyed all the, the twists and the surprises, the things that I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, it, but it, yeah, it just wasn't wasn't quite that, and it, maybe the, the fact that they didn't kill off as many people as they could have done. But absolutely four and a half for me. Um, I haven't written down any ideas of what I can score it out of, but I'm going to give it um, four and a half sewer toupees, which is what Ron, Johnny says he felt, and it certainly wasn't a rat as he was um, floating beneath the cobbles. Gemma? What character are you going to give it to? Oh, no, what's your score? Are you, are you I think four and a half I, need, a four? I need to give it a four because um, I thought, just thought it was great. I thought the stunts were brilliant. I really enjoyed it. I think the Jenny and Johnny stuff was fantastic. But I just think... Um, I'm really surprised I thought it would be four and a half. I just needed more foc focus on linking things together and why why is this character doing this and i think that unfortunately the catalyst for the whole week was harvey and his actions made no sense if you stop and think about what he did it didn't make any sense and it, i don't want to talk about it too much but yeah um I, I thought the stunts were amazing though and i love the jenny jenny stuff i loved oh but the other hands i couldn't believe it um what else happened abby and corey abby and corey that was pretty good yeah it was all great what are, you, what are you scoring it for? For what? For what? All right, Michael. No, what? For waxing gibbons. Okay. <laughs> What's the other thing you were going to say? It. I'm getting a dirty note from Gemma again. Character of the week. I. It's. It was. A, it was. A, it was. Good work by everybody that was involved. There weren't lots of characters that were involved. So you, you got all the Allahans. You got Abby. You got Corey. You got Roy. You got Jenny, Johnny, Shona. You got Leanne. And, and then I guess Toya and Imran a little bit well, and Harvey as well. Amy and Summer. Yeah, they they had a little bit to do, didn't they? Um, so you said, see, before yesterday's episode, I think a lot of people might have said Roy, but then they were disappointed when he had to lie. I, I I don't think I could vote Roy just because it didn't felt like he was a major major player in the week. I kind of, but I'd, I'd like to give it to Johnny as it's his last week, but he didn't have a whole lot to do until the I end, apart from, apart, apart from foreshadow his impending doom. Um, I don't think, there, there didn't seem like there was any character that was throughout the week, was there? Because even Abby didn't have a whole lot to do on Fridays. Um, I think... I think I will go, I think I will go Johnny. It's the last chance he'll get. I love, love Richard Hawley. I think he's been fantastic on the show this past six years. He's one of these characters that's just a solid, super solid, lovely, nice bloke. Um, and and to, he, to see his journey, especially since Aiden's death has been tragic. Um, he, he went down there in a hole <laughs> impending doom to save his his beloved Jenny. Um, he climbs up a ladder with her I on know, the back. And she hurt herself, and he was like, "Don't worry." With yeah. You. And then they he, hung on to the had, ladder together. See, yeah, I thought he, they were going to get crushed to death. I didn't know what happened. The, he 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 opened his heart to her. He he gives her a final push. She sees Aiden. Oh, 
Well, here's Aiden. Here's Aiden. And the, in, isn't it interesting, and we haven't even mentioned this, that obviously one of the things, one of the symptoms of his MS is that he has auditory hallucinations. Mm. And he has, he has um, seen or heard Aiden before now. Yeah. Was that that, or was it some kind of divine... Was it Vera back? Was it a Vera you know, moment? Because ghosts are canon in Coronation Street. I keep saying this, but they are. Um, <laughs> I saw one on Wednesday's episode. I don't know where it was underneath the sheet. But they are. They are, they. They are canon in the show. Um, they are. Sorry. Deal with it. They are. Um, was it... And then, if that was Aiden, you know, giving his dad cheer from beyond the grave... Was it his dad in prison? Or was it his, was it Aiden in prison too? Oh, yeah, good point, was he good just point. being does he, does he even have MS? Is he just being haunted? <laughs> you never know. I wanna see the online spin off of all the curry ghosts in the in the Weatherfield afterlife. Yeah, just imagine they're all sitting around and suddenly Aiden just uh Johnny just goes Oh, damn it. <laughs> like, hello <laughs> Yeah, um so who who's your character of the week? I can't decide between it's, Jenny and Johnny. It's really hard, isn't it? I think I I really want to You're give it to Johnny because so he's his last chance, but he's sad. That shouldn't be enough. But the fact but, that but the fact that he was such, such a very heroic chap. Oh, so heroic. Um, I think I'll give it to Jenny for all the screaming and the the wailing and the gnashing of teeth because that was epic. And that bit where they were looking through the channel at each other. Oh, I'll tell you what, that person who and tweeted the, the picture of that and said this is what the last Pringle in the can <laughs> sees, they did very much deserve all the 800 plus likes I think they've got on that. Yeah. I wish I'd thought of that. Um, I think that's it, isn't it? I think we're done. I think that is the final actual end. I, I thought when we, before we started recording this, I was like, well, this is going to be like 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes, <laughs> over an hour later. And um, I think we finally reached the end of it. But we, we had to do it and we couldn't leave it another week to talk about that last episode. I think, can I just say that another reason I gave it for was the CG rain effect uh, yeah. really felt like it let everybody down. And the that was mostly Monday. Was the, the Wednesdays was sound. Yes, that's true. You couldn't the, hear anything. I think that that got better. I think the sound on Friday sound was wasn't as Friday. much of a problem. No, didn't feel the need to switch the subtitles but on on Friday. To be honest, they were hid, they were underneath the ground, so there was no rain. They could have been echoey there. But the other thing I also want to add in: a lot of people have been saying, "Oh well, they didn't do the rain very well. Why did they have to have the rain? What was it part of the plot for? Like the the rain as well as Harvey." two forces of nature that caused <laughs> things like the reason why they couldn't hear Jenny and Johnny screaming because it was raining so hard and you couldn't hear over this you know the sound of the rain the reason the sinkhole collapsed rain the reason why um the prison van um uh, crashed into the car the rain the storm the tree branch fell mm. you know the the puncture on the tire etc etc mm. you had to have the rain in it it's just really annoying. <laughs> that, who was it that said? It was Roy. That was yeah. when he was trying to avoid Abney's question, saying, he did said you know it, that it, it rains, rains more days than it doesn't in Manchester? And all the directors, the choreographers directors like, shut up, Roy, you <laughs> absolute ass. I bet you, Blazing I bet you, they're filming, film they're filming, like, all the outdoor scenes and they need rain and isn't it, it's, you know, blazing sun. And then I bet you when they did all the underground sewer stuff in the space studios, it was just hammering it down with yeah, rain I outside. Bet. I bet it was. I <laughs> well, bet it was. No, it's funny to think. <laughs> right, I think we're done. Thank you everybody for listening. Um I hope I hope we've not I hope you've been able to hear us. I feel that we're making some Maybe this maybe we've got the sound problem. Maybe we do, but I, I I've been quite pleased with myself that I've been able to keep my voice fairly low.
and I've not been bursting out in raucous laughter because I didn't want to wake your mum up. Um, everybody, we're going to be back um, next weekend with our thoughts on what happens in next week's Corrie. There's not going to be a midweek bonus show or anything this week because we just can't. Um, but uh, if you would like to get in touch with us between now and then with your thoughts on uh, on this past week's Corrie or, or anything related to, to the Super Soap Week or anything like that, then please do email us at conversationstreet at gmail.com. Um, give us a follow on Twitter, like some of our tweets, that'd be lovely. We're on YouTube, we're going to put some Halloween-y thing on YouTube this week, so um, give, us a, give us a follow and a subscribe and stuff on there. Uh, Instagram... Patreon, thank you all our lovely patrons for your support, we really do appreciate it and um, I think that's it, Gemma, any any final words? Um, fix your sinkholes Fix your sinkholes, do the responsible thing If you get thing. a sinkhole in your garden, don't leave it a year to call the Leo out because this is what happens Don't drink and drive, neuter your pets, fix your sinkholes those are three rules I live by and they've never let me go. Turn off your passenger side airbag just in case an evil murderer <laughs> ends up sitting in there and you want to see him off, you know? Mm. Right, see you next week, everybody. Ta-ra for now. Oh. Goodbye. The music of this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Mm.